today. HR1 is officially dead, and Kamala Harris is finally headed to the border. We've got a lot coming up today, and it starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I'm Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by Blaze TV host Elijah Schaefer. He hosts Slice, Slice, Slicely Offensive. Slightly Slicely. Offensive. Can we just get a nice little cheers to begin the show out for a second? Oh, okay. A little, a little hoorah I, you, okay. for, a, for a happy day. And, well, and I might just add, when does the, the episode... Of you Our and episode? I? Yeah, Friday? It comes out this Friday at 2 p.m. Central on Slightly Offensive. And let's just say this, L.A. Public Health is telling kids to do something with carrots and it's not eating them. Find out as we teach Sarah about <laughs> far-left sexual propaganda for kids. It's, it's, it is, trust me, 2 o'clock or on Blaze TV. You have to watch it. Yeah, I was... Uh I was not prepared for this at all. I'll just say, I'll just say that. Uncomfortable laugh. Like. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm t I suddenly turned into Kamala. <laughs> uh, also joined by uh, Blaze TV contributor Eric July. Thanks for being here as cool. well, Eric. And also, you should be very glad that you missed out on what happened yesterday with Elijah. I'd just like to say. Oh, did you see a picture? No, uh, no. Okay. No, no, I'm completely <laughs> out of the loop. Don't go to Twitter and find oh, it. I'm, a, I'm suspended right now on Twitter. That's why what? I haven't been saying anything for the last what? few days. Yeah. Why? Uh, called someone a, a term that I won't repeat on the show. It wasn't that bad, but it was a term that I, I'm just not going to repeat. Yeah. A BA. Let's say that. And uh, yeah, they, they didn't, uh, yeah, they banned me for that. It was the really? dumbest, stupid stuff. I'm appealing it, but they haven't said anything oh, yet. So. Right, well, apparently black people can loot stores and burn down <laughs> cities, and that's okay, but yeah. use a bad word. <laughs> no, no, sir. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, all right, let's get into the headlines. So HR1 is now dead. Uh, Senate Republicans blocked this legislation. Now, I personally, I loved on Twitter, Eric, you may not have seen it because you're banned. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, I loved how on Twitter, on the little moments column where it shows the news and it says, of course, Senate Republicans block voting rights bill. I just love the way that they're constantly framing this as a voting rights bill. Uh, it obviously affected uh, election campaign finance reforms um, that Democrats, of course, say if you don't Past this, you are effectively initiating Jim Crow 2.0. Um, this was the For the People Act. For those of you who are unfamiliar with the legislation, it called for uh, voter ID laws. I mean, it basically federalized election just completely. Um, and here, I just I want to play first before I get into, gentlemen, your thoughts on this. I want I want to play Kamala Harris, who was very upset when this didn't pass, although I, I don't think that they really expected anything differently. I, this was not an unexpected turn of events. But Kamala Harris, in the most incredible word salad ever, and also, by the way, I will give her props for taking a whole, I don't know, almost 50 seconds and not cackling unnecessarily. Here's Kamala Harris on the defeat of H.R. 1. This is about the American people's right to vote, unfettered. It is about their access to the right to vote in a meaningful way. Because nobody is debating, I don't believe, whether all Americans have the right to vote. The issue here is, is there actual access to the voting process? Or is that being impeded? 
And uh, the, the bottom line is that the President and I are very clear. We support S-1. We support the John Lewis Voting Rights Act. And the fight is not over. But this isn't about voting rights, okay? This is about voting rights in a meaningful way. Like, you, I mean, what? Centralizing power. Make it make sense, right? So actually, it was about not requiring voter IDs, and no states would be allowed to require uh, that you show an ID to vote. Uh, it was going to make taxpayers pay for campaigns, for congressional candidates. I mean, it was just, there was nothing that was good about it. And I think that it was all, uh, a lot of it was the Democrats seeing an opportunity because there was a pandemic uh, and they saw an opportunity to go, oh, we got all of these different things, uh, you know, for for the pandemic. We got new mail-in rules. We got all of these things. How do we make this uh, you know, just permanent across the board? And they took their, they, they shot their shot. They well, shot their shot, Elijah. Yeah, I was going to say, the, the most alarming part about this was that they were going to try to make ballot harvesting legal yes. in every state. And what's crazy about this, if people don't know what ballot harvesting is, it's essentially the ability to get ballots to people who did not request them, get them to them after the date in terms of saying, oh, well, they couldn't get their ballots turned in, a.k.a. overturning elections after they've already happened, which we saw happen in California, specifically in Orange County. There were many people who even celebrated victories, including young Kim, and then they ballot harvested and they got uh, Cisneros put in instead. So this is actually flipping elections illegally through force perjuring and, and gathering of ballots. Now what's crazy is they call it We the People Act. So you would think it's like, okay, well everybody wants ballot harvesting because California's doing it. What other states don't want California politics? Well, <laughs> it turns out only 11% of Americans, according to the Honest Election Project, want ballot harvesting to be legal mm -hmm. in their state uh, or in all states. So this We the People Act really only represented about 10%, a small minority, which shows you once again, this was the federal government trying to centralize power over elections to subvert the will of the people mm -hmm. so that they themselves could control outcomes and they could bring the status quo of the elite ruling class as the governance rather than represent the people as the republic they were designed to be. This should alarm Americans. This should scare Americans because by the way, it barely didn't pass. Mm -hmm. Like it, it's not like it, it barely didn't pass. The government almost took power away from the voters and then said, that's what you wanted, right? For the elites to rule you? Yeah, so basically uh, Joe Manchin is once again in the position of saving the entire republic, which does not make me feel good. That does not make me feel good, Eric. Yeah, um, you mentioned it last year. There was a lot of opportunities that they saw with the election. Mm -hmm. um, I don't want to say anything that'll get the channel um, in trouble. About well, I, we should just preface that we do know that Joe Biden is, is the most popular correct. president Absolutely. in American history. Absolutely. He did win do. with 80 yes, million votes. For sure. <laughs> and I, of course, I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to say anything that's to the contrary of. of, of let uh, the party hear you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but there are some things that benefit particular parties um, when it comes to this recent election cycle. Now, they want those to remain in place. Um, and they almost got a, got away with it. But as with everything, it's about rhetoric. So mm -hmm. they have it. We the people act. Who's going to be against that? So if you are against that, you're a racist that doesn't want black people to vote or something insane like like that. Um, any event that you just come out against, which is what this is, more of a centralization uh, of, of certain powers. 
they don't care about that. They've been dishonest. I mean, we see what they do with January 6th and, and, and every, everything in that regard. This is what they have absolutely mastered. And that is, okay, this is about us maintaining power, about us keeping it in power. In any event that, let's say, either be it other politicians, uh, commentators that are against this, well, they are attacking you. So, Bill doesn't, doesn't pass, albeit barely. They come out, the Kamala Harris's of the world, say, hey, guys, look at this. They attacked you. They attacked the, attacked your right uh, to right to vote. If you believe that's a thing, they attacked you because they didn't give us all of this power. This is par for the course. They do this with virtually uh, certainly everything. And you're right, Elijah, and that Americans should be alarmed with that centralization of power. Because you, do you really think that? It is funny, obviously, the Republicans, they failed in this regards in trying to convince the unfortunate. Well, how can you when you have the media on the on the other guy's side trying to convince them that they are the ones that are trying to protect the the election, which they would make the argument like we want legal votes and we want to make sure people have ID. So we know that everything is legitimate. And it seems like Democrats are fighting completely against that. Mm -hmm. And again, they're going to uh, get away with it. And I think this conversation is is far from done, despite this, this not failing. She's mentioned it's not over. It's it's like the critical race theory thing, like you were saying, where they go, oh, if you're against the 1619 project, which essentially is teaching people to hate their country and to be racist, you're actually fighting anti-racist education. If you fight this illegal centralization of power away from the Republic, you're blocking a voting rights bill. And so everything is about narrative. It's all about optics. And by the way, remember, optics are very important. And the Democrats know that wholeheartedly. And that's why they do this. And it's like, and now they go, hey, remember, don't vote a Republican. Last time, last year, remember when they blocked the voting bill? Well, that's not who you want it's in office. It's in all of their yeah. slogans, even yeah. with their social movements. It's like with Black Lives Matter. Who's against that? Who, right. How could you possibly uh, be against that? You'd have to be a racist, right, to be in opposition uh, to this movement that is right. stealing everything out of, out of stores, setting places on fire, and all of that sort of thing. But it has the rhetoric in the title. We've seen that even with, I mean, remember Rand Paul uh, got in got in uh, trouble with this for being in opposition. I believe Massey as well, if I'm not mistaken, to this anti, uh, uh, this lynching anti-lynching law obviously yeah right obviously lynching has been illegal at the federal level forever (laughs) and that was was the case that he was making i believe even amash uh who's no longer a congressman was making that that, making that same point it's like no that's not what it is but of course you are in opposition to it therefore you must be pro-lynching right it's the very very good infrastructure (laughs) are you against infrastructure started uh okay well you mentioned optics elijah and how it's all about optics let's let's watch katie i'm sorry for I'm sorry for your eyeballs. Okay, Katy Perry and Orlando Bloom, they made this PSA oh, no. that was in support of this uh, of HR1 and I'm sure they're very very upset that it didn't pass. Um, but here is just a little bit of their optics what they are trying to portray to the American people to be true if HR1 doesn't pass. Watch. Let's hope this works. We've got to tell them. The purpose of our democracy is the freedom of our language. You are our only hope. The America you know doesn't exist in our future. Democracy is dead. We have no voice. The regime watches our every move. It started when voter suppression ran wild all over America. The voting rights bills died in the Senate. 
polling places closed, we lost our right to vote. This future doesn't have to be. You <laughs> have the power to change it. Save democracy while you can. Call your senator now. Tell Daisy we love her. That's the cringiest piece of... Sorry, oops, it's not my show. I was going to say, <laughs> that, was a, that was a bad, that, oh, what the hell was, can I even just say what the hell, what yeah. the hell was that? I mean, first of all, the makeup, the, the production quality, everything was there, but the message was just, it made me want to off myself. <laughs> <laughs> it was stupid. Well, oh, I'm sorry, you're not a fan of democracy, Elijah? Of that was that key word uh, that they keep throwing in yeah. there, democracy. And I would say, yes, uh, I am not a fan of. Neither am I. I don't, I don't, I don't like know, democracy. I I don't like well, that's, a, that's not what this country was founded upon. <laughs> Actually, you guys that's why we throwing just, that word but that's around. A, that's why we should just reject the premise. Anytime yes. they bring yes. that up, just reject the premise. It's like, I'm, I'm, I'm not against. They said yeah. democracy is dead. Yeah. Okay. okay, apparently Great. that's threatening me, threaten me with a good, good time. I don't want to be ruled over by, by California. Threaten me with a good time. They're like, do you want democracy to die? You're like, don't tempt me with a good time. <laughs> not at all. Not, not at all. But look, sounds like a it's wild funny. Friday night. You've seen a lot more of this sort of ramp up with this connection between the entertainment elites and more so the authoritarian left and the Democratic party. It's something that I talk about a lot. Yeah. And, and I want people to, to be mindful of that and pay attention to if you wonder why they are uh, so connected, uh, where it seems like no matter what it is, be it bills, uh, even with like the, the whole mask stuff and the, and the vaccine, anything that the authoritarian left told them to say or told them to do, they would repeat basically everything. They come up with promotional items. And in some cases, definitely when it comes to the ad council, your taxpayer dollars get paid to uh, to lay, lay, lay stem up so they can do ads which are effective just uh, pro propaganda. I mean, if we can be completely honest by, by literal uh, textbook definition. So, you know, the entertainment elites going to do what the entertainment elites do. It's just incredible. Our, our vote, we got our voting rights taken away. Like, that's not what this says at all. At all. In the slightest. You know, I still heard, again, Eric, you wouldn't know because you were banned from Twitter. <laughs> but I still heard these people on Twitter are still coming at me uh, telling me that they're, that it, that uh, the bill in Georgia that passed the voting, the election reform bill, uh, uh, makes it illegal for people to be given water in, in the line. And I'm like, we're still, you're still parroting this talking point. Yeah. They're still parroting the talking point. It is do. verifiably false. Yeah. And yet you have these yahoos who, by the way, can vote and are voting. And this is what they think because they heard you know it from what? Brian Stelter. But this is where I think the left cops out in their in their claim for democracy. So they try to point out that, oh, well, black people couldn't vote. So the original voting laws were racist. And they get you focused on this racism thing. The reality is, is that the founding fathers set up an important precedent that voting should not be taken lightly. We are a republic. And a lot of people, unfortunately, should not vote. And these this is why the left pushes for more voters, not just for felons, for 16-year-olds, but if you notice, you know, whether it's their dumb artwork on Spotify or social media, it's like, your duty is to vote. No, it's HR1 was it's not. included automatic voter registration, right. by the way. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Your duty yeah. is not to vote. Yeah. That is not your duty of this country. Maybe in Australia, where they mm -hmm. have mandatory voting, but that's the Commonwealth. We don't serve the crown, we serve God, and we serve freedom and liberty. So that's what we serve here. 
And quite frankly, when you look at this, that push is because they know that the way the country was meant, the voters that they were meant to entrap, and I'm not talking about just white people, but specifically, let's talk about landowners. Yeah, let's let's, yeah, let's yeah, talk about yes. people, when they say men, you're also talking about in that time people who had education, yeah. right? This is very important to understand these are, they could understand, think, debate, and, if you ever looked at the way that they ran Congress, that was violent. It was intense. Yeah. They did not sit around tweeting. They hit each other with canes. McCain they each shot other, each yeah. other. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's John, now we have John McCain. Back then we just had the cane. So <laughs> when you look at this and you look at where we've come to, we've devolved from a standardized republic that was held voting as sacred to now where it's become your your right. Yeah. This is your right to vote. I've always hated that term. Mm -hmm. Oh, and, I, and that's what I'm saying is that, you know what, if you're dumb, if you don't know anything, if you are like these people, Hollywood, you have no oh, precedent in politics. You don't know anything. Yeah. In fact, you're okay at acting. Lord of the Rings was good, Orlando Bloom. I like that. Fireworks was a good song, Katy Perry, I think. Maybe, maybe I've heard that. I think I've heard that was a good one. But ultimately speaking, everyone thinks now today that they are a politician, that they're a commentator yeah. because they can vote. And to me, this is what's bringing the destruction of the country. Yeah, amen. Uh, all right, we've got a lot more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor. Oh boy, this would be a, a fun one with these guys. Kitty Poo Club. Don't, I don't think Elijah is a cat person is a thing, which honestly would be his bad. I had one, it, I, I picked it up and it crawled really? into my air conditioning unit in my car and I had <gasps> to pay thousand dollars to get my engine removed and pull the cat out of the duct and I raised it. Really? That's a real thing. Okay, I had, I thought, uh, you just struck me as a, a person who would be anti-cat. But I found one and that's how everyone ends up with cats. Yeah, uh, well... Sort of, yes. But if you're like me and you're a cat person, you know cats are awesome and we love them, but it's not fun changing the, the litter box, cleaning no. out the litter box. You got to go every once in a while and like dump the whole thing out and clean out the box. And like, no, you don't have to do that anymore. All right. Kitty Poo Club is a convenient all-in-one monthly litter box solution. They're actually going to deliver you uh, a recyclable litter box that is pre-filled with the litter of your choice. It is uh, leak-proof and whenever the month's up, you just recycle the box and they're going to ship you a new one so you don't have to go out to your backyard and like hose off the litter box with your hose that's that's like so 2019 okay get with the program get kitty poo club they have a no risk satisfaction guarantee you can easily customize or cancel anytime right now they are offering you 40 percent off of your first order wow. that's going to include a free dome now elijah wants another cat well that was the worst part was the was the litter i know and now i'm looking at this and why wasn't that invented when i had a cat i know that's what i'm saying plus you get a free dome a free scoop and free shipping when you sign up for auto ship all you have to do is go to kittypooclub.com promo code y I know it sounds silly, but it is going to be a lifesaver for those of you who have cats. Go to kittypooclub.com, promo code Y. Vice President Kamala Harris is finally visiting the United States-Mexico border this week. Now, this is uh, only uh, one, two, three, four, 91 days after uh, all of this border crisis um, was announced. So I better late than never, I guess. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's because the media, I won't say that the media is actually doing their job because I think that that would be giving them too much credit. But they are actually asking some sort of questions uh, on the border. We saw her, what was it, week before last, just constantly fumbling, answering these questions, very basic questions. Why haven't you visited the border? You are not just the vice president. You are the border czar. Yeah, she also Which, never went to Europe. The, oh, that's a great point. 
That's yeah. a great point. She never went to Europe. I love that. It's like, are you hungry? Well, I'm also like 28 years old. She just completely deflects <laughs> it. And it's like, I didn't ask you anything about that. Hmm. It's like, and the way that she deflects when she's asked questions that she doesn't expect yeah. shows you that she's on a script, which means she's an actor, which makes you question how she got where she got. Anyway, I'm just saying she's not a Bordazar, and that's what the intention is, putting people in charge that aren't actually in charge to confuse the general public so that we don't understand what's happening, so that there's chaos, so that mm. the people behind the scenes can execute the madness that they're executing. Well, I will also say that, um, you know, President, I'm sorry, former President Donald Trump uh, announced that he was going to the border. And she now is beating him to the border by one day. So now she can say, I went to the border before Donald Trump, even though he had his plans way beforehand and even just as, you know, early as uh, last week. They were asking her. And she go at she the same like, time. Let's see a PR thing. He should change it and go the same day as her and see where the he news cameras are. Totally mm -hmm. should. You know that they'd be with him. He totally should. Um, but I mean, it, so okay. So Elijah, you you bring up an interesting point, Eric. Do you think that is the media going to give her a pass on this one? Let her let her proceed with obviously these optics that she's trying to portray. Oh yeah, absolutely. But this isn't anything that's necessarily unique to. Kamala. I mean, mm. obviously, with her being in a position of being a vice president, it makes it a little different. But all those coastal elites that um, live in these areas and have so much to say about what's going on at the border, even prior to this recent uh, crisis in the past year, they don't know. They, they're completely un unfamiliar with that. And again, even people that are I mean, I've lived in South Texas. I've yeah. said this many, many, many times on the show. And it, if really, unless you see it and obviously you interact, especially with the lo locals uh, uh, around those areas, whether it be in the Laredos of the world and you actually talk with these people and you see some really messed up stuff mm -hmm. yourself, it opens your eyes. And it's not just a it's black or white of an issue as some people have, have liked uh, to think that it that it was. So it doesn't surprise me now. Yeah. Could it be scary that you got people that are uh, unfortunately that they have some influence, let's say, on the policy there, having been completely disconnected to what's going on? And obviously, if there is something that hits the fam, they're not the ones that are going to get impacted by it. This is why they have uh, the, the most to say, because they're completely unfamiliar with it. I think that just represents really government in its entirety, but especially uh, people. I know, yes, California does, uh, of course, uh, uh, you know, they, they have their own deal going on, but especially at the mm -hmm. Texas-Mexico border, it is a special thing that you just have to be there in order yeah. to see, in order to know what's really going on. And I really think a lot of these folks that live up north, especially up, up north, not, not saying that's where Kamali is. I know she's out, out of California, if I'm not mistaken, but especially up in the northeast, they have absolutely no idea, but they have the most to say about the situation. Well, Kamala would mm. say, Kamala would disagree with you, and she said, well, I mean, that would just be a grand gesture, and it's not going to look the root of the problem, guys, is climate change. That's true. Well, she would say, I may not have gone to the border because I'm always on the fence. She literally is never <laughs> taking a hard position on anything. And also, I think that we have to understand this is not necessarily bad, actually, the border crisis, because one thing that this did that is unique is that it has emboldened Greg Abbott, our governor, who I have never been a fan of, um, but most certainly I think that he's been 
waking up to the sensitivity of the way that the right has been becoming more hardlined, and he's starting to realize the base, if he does not appeal to the base and continues to act like a ruling governor rather than one who's a representative, that he'll be voted out. And so with him taking the border crisis into his own hand, allocating the billion dollars towards building a border wall, getting the contractors, starting construction, pulling uh, state troopers from Arkansas, getting funding from Ron DeSantis. Now, I'm not saying that I'm happy with his overall performance, but a lot of people who were fence sitters are realizing the republic has been lost. We have a failed regime running the country with an intentional destruction of the United States. There are two empires. And so state rights are becoming more important where people in Texas are saying, we cannot trust the federal government, Abbott. We cannot, with all due respect, sir, you cannot, you cannot, we can't hold against you your mask mandate, which I'll never forget, and we cannot hold against you the shutdowns. Right now, we need a leader who can act because we are being invaded at the southern border. McAllen, Texas, it's mm -hmm. like, a, it's literally like, looking at Syria well, during the 2011 leadership from Democrats to Republican because of this. Some of the, so. in Fort Worth, some of the same thing happened mm -hmm. as well because people are going, look, all I know is I need answers and I need things to change now. And if Texas, through all this, gets emboldened, becomes more independent, and we start building our own borders, I hope other states soon follow. I mean, I will just say it did only take Greg Abbott, uh, what, a 600% increase in illegal boarding, border crossings for him to finally go, hey, you know what, guys? You know what we should do? Maybe we should start arresting people who cross the border. So that's- he started that? I mean, like, I, I the, mean, the thing is, the thing is, is I'm, I, we're at the point where our leaders are such dog Prather2022.com, by the way. That it's like, as of right now, I know people need to be voted out, but it's time that we start putting the pressure on these politicians. And no, not by raiding the Capitol. It's by telling them, like, look, you have, you have an ultimatum here. You either get tough on this and you start representing like a red state. You start being a Republican. You start pushing back. You start crushing down on this. And you start fighting back against the federal government and being independent. Or you're going to be out of here and we're going to find a populist leader who will. Believe me, we will. Mm -hmm. Eric? Well, I mean... De if we talk decentralization, that's, that's my, my now. Why does it have to be a, a border crisis to get people to right. start thinking outside of the box of the federal government? I don't know, but if there's something that's going to, I don't know, lead people in to start having a serious conversation about secession, which I've been trying to have this conversation for about as long as I've been on the show, and people laughed it off. Now people are starting to take it just a little <laughs> more more serious. Hey, maybe Texas should become maybe closer like its own 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 country because these feds are the ones that are. Are really take taking it to us so look at it at that issue but look at it at, at everything else why on earth do we have quacks in washington deciding what the hell is going on in texas yeah it's yeah. a good point it is all right uh we got to take a break first we want to thank our sponsor built bar so if you are looking for a protein bar that is healthy but you know you're like i don't want to eat a protein bar because it mostly tastes like i'm eating cardboard or i'm chewing on chalk and as it turns out, I don't actually like to ingest chalk. Well, you don't have to do that with Built Bar because they are protein bars, so they're going to be high in protein, high in fiber, low in calories and carbs, but they taste delicious, so you feel like you're eating a candy bar. Um, the coconut one tastes, I always feel like I'm eating a Mounds bar when I'm eating the coconut one. Um, they just, they've got a chocolate orange one that is amazing for those of you who used to, like, get the those chocolate oranges, remember, that came in the orange wrapping, and they had the little dot on them so it looked like a chocolate orange. Um, I'm telling you guys, you can trick yourself. You're like, I'm eating a candy bar. I'm not eating something that's healthy and good for me, but it's not going to expand your waistline because it is actually good for you. All right. If you have not yet gotten on the Built Bar bandwagon, 
You got to go there now. Okay. The, the new URL, they've got a new one. It's very easy to remember. It is just built.com. Okay. B U I L T.com. Use promo code news 15. You will save 10% right now off of your first order. If you use promo code news 15 only at built.com. Leaked documents today from Iowa school system show that uh, Iowa teachers are being forced to classify the Make America Great Again movement as a type of racism and white supremacy. This is in, uh, again, this leaked document that I believe uh, Benny Johnson actually received from someone within the Iowa school system. But uh, as you can see, if those of you who are watching and not just listening, it has examples of racism across levels. There is a covert white supremacy and uh, overt white supremacy. And um, one of the one of the ones that is right edging up on that line to overt white supremacy is make America great again. Um, By the way, that is just above Confederate flags. Uh, and uh, if you keep going down, there is also uh, denial of white privilege and my favorite, denial of racism. So denial of racism is just covert white, white supremacy. You, ju- you can't win because you have to acknowledge, obviously, that you are, in fact, racist. You can't deny that you're racist because that actually in itself makes you racist. You can't freaking win. I think of my friend Eric July who says the game is rigged. Always was from the start. It always was. <laughs> How many more examples do we have to see of this for people to start really taking this public school thing serious? And oh, I'm not talking about going to your school board screaming at them uh, and getting arrested and thrown out of that bad boy. Oh, I'm talking about ending them to its entirety. We have way too many examples of this. It's corrupt and it's going to continue to go the opposite direction of being fixed. We know how much power the teachers unions across the uh, country have when it comes to public education. The only solution, I know there's people that I've seen you guys in the chats, uh, on the comments, well, he's being unrealistic. Am I? Look how much has changed in this country in the last, I don't know, couple of years, even just at the beginning of, of the COVID situation. How much of the policies have the left been able to, let's say, put a spotlight on and then those turn into legitimate policies that impact your own personal life within that short period of time. My first time having a slip up on this show, I got freaking drag queens on 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 Blue's Clues, something that I don't think even three years ago, I would, someone would have told me that was coming. I'd be like, you a fool. We'd never get to that point. Yet here we are. That's how they operate. You have to strip the power away from them. And when people say when you want to end, let's say, public education in this in this country or something like that, what do you replace it with? And to that question, I ask when you replace a cancer, what do you replace it with? Education and how we approach it in this country is not only outdated, it's completely nonsensical when you consider how much access to information the regular individual poor to to rich has right now. Yet we still go through these K through 12 monopolized curriculums where, again, they're pumping propaganda and effectively. I know there's a lot of teachers that watch this show. You are a part of the propaganda wing of the state or the indoctrination wing, excuse me, to be more correctly, of the state. And that's the reality. This is not something that is going to get resolved by way of trying to lecture school board members. You have to strip the power away from them and to the top of the list. I know I've said I saw, like, for example, Denver uh, and the yeah, we, we got the border. We got all these things we care about to the top of your list. To me, as far as public education, it should be getting rid of not reforming it. It cannot be reformed. It's 
Get these quacks who are teaching this nonsense to your kids and get them out of a job and forced out on the streets and forced to get a real job. And any teacher that is actually worth the crap, even if administration is worth the crap, you should have no problem finding a job worth a damn on the other side of this when there's actually a legitimate competitive market. Well, we have even the private schools right now. Those aren't private schools per se because even a lot of them are largely based on the public school curriculum mm -hmm. i'm talking about ending them and having a completely decentralized uh privatized market when it comes to education because this is just going to continue to get worse yeah, yeah also covert white supremacy i mean this is the madness too where they're just trying to take down what they see as being a power structure and unfortunately for them you know this focus on race and racism uh, I mean, before 1965, this country was a white country, whether you think that's racist or not, there was black people. And I've always said that, you know, figuring out race relations between black and white people would have always been a necessity because last time I checked, the black people didn't get here because they bought, you know, express tickets on first <laughs> class. This is something that white European people created a country mm. and then they imported black people from Africa who were, you know, they're not the ones who enslaved them. They were enslaved by their own people and they were imported. And that obviously created racial divisions in the country and things needed to be rectified. Now, if you were trying to rectify relations between white people and black people, two things you could have done differently. Number one, stopped executing all of them before they were born. That was a good start, uh, aka banning abortion. So that didn't make sense if you were trying to rectify race relations by keeping abortion to population control black people. But you also wouldn't flood the country with a bunch of other nationalities and cultures uh, uh, without pushing assimilation. So the 1965 you know, change of, of immigration was absolutely a setup. It was meant to undermine the country. It actually is what, is what caused the problem. We, there's, it's impossible for black and white people to create any type of cohesion or this ending of white supremacy or whatever they're saying because there's just too many voices in the conversation now. It's like, well, then how do you rectify Hispanic black relations and Asian black relations and white Hispanic? And it gets very confusing in this multicultural experiment, which was never meant to work. And it doesn't work, and it can't work. This is why empires fall. They get too complicated. They lose their biospirit. They don't even. They either lose their common religion, which we have done. They lose their common racial identity, which we have done. They lose their common cultural ambition, which we have done. And even their common value system outside of religion, like logic and reason and Western identity, which, which we've we completely <laughs> lost. So there's nothing unifying us. And so they go, well, then the way to actually the way to actually take down the country is to remove this white supremacy. It's like what they're actually trying to do is move apart the foundation of what this country was built on. They don't care about white people. You don't meet racist white people, like genuinely speaking. So they have to invent racism. Mm -hmm. Well, racism really means when you say you're colorblind, racism is actually covert. That's actually, means, no, I mean, that was on that chart. That's what I mean. It, like, it say, means saying, but we're all just human. It means that you're Republican, which is like half the country. It's like, you, 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 this is what it means. And what it is, it's, it's, it's the breakdown of society, cultural Marxists, to create division. And I think that's what's interesting about the backwardsness of this fight. There is, I don't see tension between black and white people that are friends, okay? Mm -hmm. There are actual issues in black neighborhoods. There are issues with crime stats. There are problems in the country. And the problem is definitely not 14-year-old Ryan at a school wearing a MAGA hat. That's not what's contributing to the country's issues. But you know that they don't want to solve the issues. Their intention is to create more division. They've done it through the Immigration Act. They've done it through removing God. They've done it through upending Western, as it said on their Eurocentric curriculum on the Enlightenment. And now that we're all divided 
you're fighting, the last thing they can do is to continue to take the majority population, white people, make them hate themselves. Since we're so done hating each other, we have to start hating ourselves and completely implode the strength or any type of resistance in this country. The last frontier other than whiteness is masculinity, which is also why that's a big attack as well too. Anything that is dominant in the society, they have to tear down. And that's what we're seeing is just the dismantling of a superpower. Unfortunately, they've been successful. A few of us still live in that superpower, but we're the minority. Yeah, I, I will say, I know we got to go to break, but I do want to show really quickly, um, Eric, to your point, uh, how much is it going to take for people to finally like just do something about it? I know you said it's going to take more than yelling at a school board meeting, but uh, <laughs> let's look at Loudoun County, Virginia. Just yesterday after uh, the school board meeting was declared an unlawful assembly because a large number of people showed up to protest critical race theory. Here are all the parents yelling um, at this particular school board meeting. Do we have that, guys? Yeah, there it is. Just just real quick, I, I ended on this note. When you look at that, I'm, I'm sorry, it's stupid, because we don't do that for anything else. Any other, whether it be human affair or thing that we, let's say, uh, uh, like value, we don't sit there and scream because Albertsons pissed me off. I'm not sitting there at the Albertsons uh, board meeting screaming at them because I didn't like what they sell. You take your business elsewhere. Unfortunately, the way this economic setup is surrounding public schools does not allow you to do that. So you're screaming at people that are still going to steal yeah. your money to line their pockets up and then preach this garbage. And when you drop your kids off for eight hours a day or however long at those indoctrination camp, there's something jacked up about that. But I think they benefit the most from that, trying to keep that same cycle of bullcrap going. They benefit the most because if it was upended, well, they'd be out of yeah, jobs. Where'd they be? All right. Uh, we got to take a break. We'll be back. So I know uh, at the time of this taping, Joe Biden is expected to uh, give a speech on gun violence. So we will be likely discussing that tomorrow. I mean, we'll be uh, what's the over under on Biden being able to could just coherently give a speech with just no fumbles. Oh, good luck <laughs> well, on, we'll on have, this subject, too. Good luck. Yeah. This yeah. Be impressive. Uh, yeah. So we'll have we'll have the latest uh, on that tomorrow. But let's get to uh, the Supreme Court, who just today ruled in favor of a former high school cheerleader who argued she could not be punished by her public school. Speaking of public schools, I'm just trying to see how I can get Eric's head to explode <laughs> anymore before the end of this show. Uh, she gave a uh, profanity laced caption on her Snapchat. Well, this is, of course, while off school grounds. And I believe she uh, showed her middle finger in her picture. For those of you who are not familiar with Snapchat, it's an app where you can send pictures with captions and the pictures disappear after, uh, you know, a certain amount of time. But um, her school actually punished her um, and suspended her from her cheerleading activities for this. The Supreme Court ruled that uh, they violated her First Amendment rights because this all took place off of school grounds. What do you think? 
That's an interesting story. Uh, and obviously, it's only because of the fact that it's a public school that this even goes all the way up to uh, the Supreme Court. People get fired for, for, for less than that from their jobs yeah. and stuff like that. So it, this was an interesting, interesting ruling uh, nonetheless. But it's hard to like envision like what is this actually solving like what precedent does this set um because again people say jacked up stuff all the time is it like okay anybody that says anything jacked up um off let's say not on school grounds or on their private social media or something like that especially something like snapchat which is specifically kind of this social media site designed for to, to being uh, discreet i don't know i don't really know what what way to take it i mean it's impressive that this person was able to or family or whoever mm-hmm. was able to get this go Supreme Court uh, to take up such a case uh, as this, that it was a violation of some sort of right that she was uh, suspended. But again, this all goes back to the fact that, okay, this is a But isn't it extracurricular? And this is kind of an interesting thing with character, which is where when I said you lose the biosphere of a nation and what has happened to us is that, you know, I think that when you sign on to extracurriculars, especially as kids, that there's a certain code of conduct or honor that is expected on or off because you're representing the group where it's voluntary versus going to school would be uh, considered a requirement, right, by the state. So if the state, to me, was requiring you to do something and then they judge you off campus for what you've done, it doesn't make sense. But if the cheerleading squad had a code of conduct for that and you voluntarily signed up for it, whether it was funded by taxpayers or not, and you're a minor, especially if, is this person a minor? Yeah, she was 14. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, I I thought that was correct. So this is a minor. You go, this just changes in society as well. Like, why is a 14-year-old giving laced Snapchats with their middle finger up? That is a parental issue. And the fact that we're at the point now where the state is having to litigate parenting of a 14-year-old and figuring this out. I mean, how come they could not just figure this out with the parents? And could the parents not have just disciplined the kid and said, hey, your kid needs to stay home and be like, yeah, I'm disciplining my kid. They're grounded for a week. Mm -hmm. Like, that's normally what would happen. You don't need to suspend them. They're not coming to practice for two weeks. They're grounded. And it's like the parents aren't doing anything. So now we're looking to the Supreme Court to raise our kids. It's it's a lose-lose situation. And again, the... I will just say there are two empires there are two worlds the best thing you can do is take care of your faith your family your spirituality and your physical health and you can prepare for whatever's next there's a few options of what might end up happening long term I can't determine exactly what will happen I pray to God it's not violence but you're going to see this is going to continue like you said and you're going to front the bill yeah well um, I would I mean I don't disagree with you but any win that we can get for freedom of speech right now in 2021 I'm all for all right uh, we got to take a break we'll be back it's just like we're just barely hanging on Guys, we're just discussing uh, how grateful they are that MySpace does not I- exist anymore. That we appreciate Tom and we miss the free speech. <laughs> oh, Tom never did us wrong. Millions man. of millennials are happy. He to. was always my first friend. Yeah. And he's living the life. He's like a photographer now. Like yeah, famous uh, is photographer. He really? Dude, he yeah. always, he's always taking pictures like on an island or something like that. Dude, he's a soul he retired. MySpace and he's living his life, man. That's awesome. Tom's chilling. Good yeah. for him. Good, good for you, Tom. Thanks <laughs> for all the memories. Uh, all right. Um, if you have not yet gone to wherever you got your audio podcasts, 
you gotta go. I know you're watching because you like seeing our smiling faces. Well, I don't know. Eric was not very smiley today. <laughs> no, nah, not about public Eric schools. Was, I, Eric was I can't smile about the public schools. It's fair. That's fair. Uh, but you gotta go to wherever you get your audio podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review the news and why it matters. Uh, not only will it help more people be able to find the show, but we're also tapping into your ego, and we're like. Hey, if you write us a good review, you get to see your review read live on air. And who doesn't want that? So you guys go take your little selves over to wherever you get your audio podcast. Make sure to do that. Uh, we've got one today from Riverside One Read, who says, five stars, thank you. Listening to your podcast reminds me that I am not crazy. I have never been disappointed in all y'all, which I assume that you come from the South because you just said all y'all. And I would like to just say... You said, I reminds me I'm not crazy. I mean, you may be crazy, and we just might also be crazy. I don't really know. It may be one or the other. We're not sure. Uh, also, SLH1948, five stars, love this show, and all the guests, informative and funny, and Sarah is amazing. That's very nice of you. That's very kind of you. Uh, but we appreciate all of the support from all of you. By the way, don't forget Friday, the uh, slightly offensive episode. You're not going to want to miss. I'm, a, I'm nervous. Grab Alicia. your carrots and get ready for a I, cooking don't, lesson. Don't, yeah. don't grab your carrots. Don't do that. I'm not, I will just say it does. I mean, grab your carrot by the mini potatoes. That's what the saying goes. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> it, it was very uncomfortable, but it's a necessary discomfort to figure out and learn what our kids are freaking yeah. learning. What the kids That's the, kids. the problem. Uh, also, don't forget to subscribe to Young Ripa 59 if you want more rants on uh, how public school sucks. Oh, yeah. I <laughs> Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.